Previously on Wormwood, Deidre Frost has told teenager Rachel Nolan that Rachel may be a ghost and that she and her best friend Jacob Kidder must find Rachel's place of pain. Meanwhile, Dr. Xander Crow has learned more about the history of Wormwood and a 70-year-old murder that bears striking resemblance to the murder of Emily Saunders. Tragedy forced Dr. Xander Crow down the dark pathways of the occult, and he was transformed. Now, chasing the vision of a dead woman, Dr. Crow finds himself in the haunted town of Wormwood, where evil lurks in the shadows and stains the souls of its inhabitants. Welcome to Wormwood. Episode 16, The Long Shadows, written by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Rachel, it's not the quarry. But Jacob, that makes the most sense. We were running all over the quarry. It's not your place of pain. I don't get it. The library? Why are we standing in front of the Wormwood Library? If it's not a problem, then we just go in. No! See? No. It's the library. I mean, it's one of the oldest buildings in town. Yeah. Maybe I'm just worried it will collapse on you. It's made of granite. Well, maybe it's the town founder's face carved into the stone up there at the top. He's leering at me. It's not because of Francis Griffin, and he's not leering. He's definitely leering. Whatever. This is the building where he hung himself, you know. Are you afraid you'll see him up there? What, like ghost to ghost? Something happened here. But we were nowhere near the library that day. I know, but look at you. You can't even stand, or, you know, you can't even float still. It's Mrs. Bradley. What? I just don't like her, that's all. Well, she can't see you anyway. Deidre could see me. We saw Mrs. Bradley before. She didn't even look at you, remember? I guess that makes sense. Look, just come with me. We'll get to the bottom of this. Why are you so sure? I... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Do you have any better ideas? I don't want to go in there. Do you want to stay like this? No, but... Is that what this is about? About trying to take it back? Jake, I don't think that happens. It's a mystery. Do you think it's a remedy? I don't know. Yeah, it's not over though, is it? There's something going on and, well, for your sake, we need to figure it out. Look, I can see her in the window. I I must look like I'm talking to myself. Do you see her? Can you see Mrs. Bradley? What's she doing? Looks like she's on the phone. I can't stand out here forever kicking the dirt and talking to myself. I'm going in. Are you coming? I really, really, really don't want to. Rachel... But I will... for you. Come on, let's go. She's looking at me. Yes, yes, here he comes now. Jacob, well, come on in. Hi, Mrs. Bradley, I, um... I just wanted to... Uh, to come for the... uh, I, you know... (laughs) To help me pick out some new books for the science fiction section? Yeah. Okay. See? I don't feel anything. Not my place of pain. Well, I'm certainly glad to hear it. You know, 
You've been acting a little strange the past few days. So, can we just go now? No. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know. I guess it's just with Rachel missing and all, you know how it is. Yes, the poor dear. Her home life must have been a fright for her to decide to run away from our little hamlet. Nah, I, I don't think she ran away, Mrs. Bradley. Oh? And what, pray tell, do you think happened to Miss Nolan? Hanged, huh? Ah! Oh, hey there. Jacob, is it? Jacob Kitter? Oh, oh, oh. oh, Bob, you gave the poor boy a fright. I'm sorry about that, son. I was just looking over some little-known historical facts about Wormwood. Lin- uh, Miss Bradley here was just helping me out. Did you say hanged? Oh, yes, indeed. Francis Griffin. We were just talking about the town founder. I thought I'd do a little section on him in class. When's Mr. Rosencrantz coming back? Oh, come on. I'm not that bad, am I? No, it's not that. I'm just kidding, Jacob. Don't worry. Say, do you know that Francis Griffin hanged himself right in this very building? Jacob, something's not right here. I don't feel... Right. Uh, What do you mean? Fascinating stuff, really. You see that rafter up there? What's that, 30 feet up? It's pretty high. There's a newspaper clipping that explains how he was found on a Monday morning. Noose around his neck, body hanging from the rafters. Really, quite gruesome. The neck didn't snap, you see, so he was actually strangled by the rope. I'm sure it was painful, unable to breathe, face turning purple as he struggled against his own weight to gasp for oxygen, Legs flailing helplessly oh, in the- Bob, I don't think you need to go into quite so much detail. You're right, you're right. Got to save something for class. I'm not sure that's... Oh, I'm kidding. Boy, these kids sure are thin-skinned, aren't they? Come on, Jake, please. I feel heavy. Something's drawing me down. Weird. Can you hear, like, a scuffling sound? It's so familiar, like... Scraping in the dirt. Jacob's really one of the good ones, Bob. Oh, I've no doubt. Say, Jacob, do you know why Griffin killed himself? Oh, Bob, I think oh, that's... Oh, Lynette, I'm sure the boy wants to know. I mean, it's so tied into... Hey, do you even know why the town was called Wormwood? Jacob, please, let's get out of here. This isn't right. Wait. W- wait for what? Uh, no, I, I just mean that... Well... It's because Francis Griffin tried to grow wormwood to create an absinthe distillery here in the hills above the quarry. At least that's what I heard. But I'm wondering... Ding, ding, ding! Give that man a star! All right, remind me, that's going to be extra credit for you on Monday. Besides Francis Griffin, has anything else weird ever happened here? In wormwood? No, in the library. Whatever do you mean, Jacob? I... I don't know. I'm just wondering if, you know... The town has, like, a history of bad... Oh, you've been reading too many bad novels. There's something moving, something crawling. Jake, please, we need to get well, out of here. Well, no, I'm a little curious. What uh, what kind of thing do you think might have happened, Jacob? Jacob James Kidder. Dad? Lynette, thanks for calling me. You called my dad? Well, Jacob, really, I think you need a little closer supervision. I mean, you even admitted to me. You've been a little off since Rachel ran away. She didn't run away. I think all Mrs. Bradley is trying to say, Jacob, is that these are the times when we really need to trust in our parents to help us through. Look, Jacob, I'm not angry. 
Your mom and I, we understand what it must feel like with Rachel having left so abruptly. Why does everyone keep saying that? Because she's gone. What else is there to say? I I'm sorry. I know you were close. I am still here! Oh, no. Those books had been separated for the book club. I wouldn't ever leave Jacob alone with you people. Jacob, please, we have to get out of here. What? I, I can't focus on all of this. I know it's none of my business, Jonathan, but you need to have this boy tested for drugs. I'm not on drugs. Why are they circling us, Jacob? I don't know, Rach. This is too much. I just... I want everyone to stop acting so concerned. Oh, boy. And I want everyone to stop smiling at me. Mr. Gildenstern. That's quite enough, Jacob. I told you I didn't want to come in here. Dad, don't look at me like that. Jacob, run! You're 16, Jacob, but when you're grounded, that means you're grounded. I know, but I shouldn't have climbed out my window. It, your mom isn't as lenient as I am, so I'll go easy on you. When I said run, I didn't mean it to your daddy's Volvo. I know. Listen, I know that you and Rachel were close, and that... Close? <laughs> I'm in the back seat of your car. It must hurt that she didn't bother to say goodbye when she ran away. That said, it's not an excuse to rampage through the house I and to... I black out and wake up in a cow, if that helps my case. I can only keep reminding your mom that for so long. She's going to take your 360 away, kiddo. I don't care if she takes it. Oh, look. The teenager is expressing a careless attitude towards the parental figure in an attempt to mask any sign of hurt. Can we... not talk... I wish you would have run, Jacob. I wish you would have listened to me back at the library. When I told you that something was wrong, I'm really scared. Something bad is going on, and I can't protect you. I just really wish you would have run away with me. I'm sorry. Oh my god, that's... Oh, Dred, I think the office is calling. We heard the, that ring tone down in the caves. Dad, is... is that a new cell phone? Jacob! Jacob! Your dad's one of them! And for the last time, Jimmy details, if you're going to insist on inflicting trauma to yourself in an attempt to see ghosts, then by all means, I don't care. Working. I see a dead lady in the corner. Jimmy, that's just Mrs. Green. Sorry, Mrs. Green. Afternoon, Dr. Crow. Oh, well, if it isn't the hired gun of the town, I assume you're thoroughly confused and seething to take me in. Nah, just regular police work today. Well then, carry on. Nothing to see here. I found an abandoned car parked out by the cold turkey. It's not visions and demons, but it's a job. I tell you, Doc, I've half a mind to go inside and get a cup of coffee and just sit in a booth all day. 
You'll have to tell me what it feels like to take a moment and relax and not have to chase something. <laughs> yeah, I will do. So what are you off chasing now, Doctor? Can't exactly tell you that now, can I? Not if you don't want me on your ass. I hear Pete Meadow's been on yours lately. What a surprising turn of events. The charm must be wearing thin. Yep. Well, try and keep it civil, Doc. Don't pull me away from my coffee with any of your antics, okay? Give me a break today. I never make promises that I don't intend to honor. You didn't promise anything. Seldom do. Good day, Sheriff. I'm looking for Cedric Bloomington. Where are you at? You best just turn around and drive your big city car right off my farm if you know what's good for you. Uh, I only want to talk. My name is Dr. Xander Crow, and I'm here to talk about the drowning of Margaret Roosevelt 70 years ago. Yes, shiny little shoes are traipsing all over my pretty little dead wife's blood flowers. Let's rest in peace. That don't make a good first impression. No, siree. No, not at all. You're holding a shotgun at my chest, and with the trembling in your weak old man's arms, I'm becoming a tad nervous. Do you mind? I'm only here to talk. Move your feet. If I move, what will that hound of yours do to me? What, little Abner? (laughs) Well, this old mutt got himself rotted hip bones. Ain't been off this porch in five years, lest I carry him. (laughs) Ain't that a hoot? Afraid of the dog more than the 30 odd. Afraid of both, actually. <laughs> It'll be dark soon. So, you were six years old when you found Margaret in her bathtub here on the farm. In this very house, I assume? Mm-hmm. I can show you the crapper if you'd like. Uh, the tub ain't the same, though, I reckon. You bashed her in the head, and then you held her underwater. She was weakened from the blunt trauma, and you held her submerged until she was dead. Mm-hmm. Suppose so. It's the way they told it anyway. Why? Do you remember why you did it? I can't rightly recall. No, sir. I was just a boy. I need to know if something... Somebody made you do it. Was there was there someone helping you drown this woman? It's important for me to distinguish whether you were emotionally distraught or a pawn in some design, or... Or... Or what? Or... Are you know... Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Crow, you don't know nothing about evil. Do- doctor. I don't know. I never met him. It might be evil. No, 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 I meant me. You're asking me if you're evil? <laughs> That's a strange <laughs> question, yes, sir. No, I'm a doctor. Never mind, listen. I know that a six-year-old boy hit Emily Saunders in the back of the head with a bookend and then held her underwater until she drowned. Yeah? And he doesn't remember committing the act either. He was a tool. He's a good boy, is he? That he is, Cedric. You don't know what you did, do you? Only what you've been told. Uh, it's dark, mister. Now, go on now. I want to take a trip down memory lane, Cedric. I need you to detail everything for me, starting with your parents, your, your immediate family, and onto friends and associations that you can remember. But first, I want to know about you, what you know, what you've done, how you feel, how you think, every day since that day, 70 years ago. To hell with the dark. Mm. 
Uh, I, I'm going inside. You wait here with little Abner. Bring whiskey. I don't got no booze, mister. And I never drink whiskey. Sparrow, it's me, Xander. I gather that you're not picking up my calls, but you should because I'm on to something. Something pivotal. It's pitch black all of a sudden, and I'm standing on the front porch of this old farmhouse with an old bloodhound at my feet. A bloodhound, Sparrow. And you, of all people, know my horror stories about that god-awful type of dog, but I don't care. I've located the puzzle piece that we've been lost without. Sparrow! You've got to pick up the line. Petty arguments don't matter any longer. Not tonight, not now. Sparrow! Sparrow, you're missing out! You want answers to the mystery just as much as I do. Oh, fine. Cedric? Hello? Hello? You in there? Cedric? Hello? Cedric, are you in there? Saved a good old God-fearing human life. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's my cow. <laughs> Cedric? Bloody hell, man. Where have you scampered off to? What? What's that? Cedric? Where are you? Quiet, you. Cedric, have you perchance fallen down and broken your hip? Oh, for the love of... Will you please... Who's there? Crow, we need you to come with us. What? Oh, oh nice, nice robes. <laughs> Do they come in anything other than sinister black? Rather sends the wrong message for a welcoming committee. Shut up! See who you are under the foot. How many of you are there? Enough! You're coming with us. Oh, no, I'm not. Not bloody likely, you stupid fool. Not unless you've got a 40 year old Glenfiddich with my name on it, have you? What's that? I think it's whiskey. I, I hear you like whiskey. Shut up! And grab him. So you're the one in charge, are you? You shouldn't have come to Wormwood, Dr. Crow. Don't! Get your hands off me! Look under the glass. Why does everybody insist on seeing what's under there? What in Hilda's ah. name? Oh, beautiful. That of glory. Oh, ah, you know your stuff, I'll give you that. Now, please, I must insist on a little quid pro quo. Where do you plan on taking me? We want you to meet someone. To determine. 
determine your value to us. Oh, and who would that be? Who heard my hound dog? No! No! Wormwood does have a bloodsucker after all. Now, where did I put that holy water? Now! Now you know evil, Mr. Crow. Yes, there is! Curse, perhaps, but evil, I don't know. I suppose it depends who you feast on next. Might I suggest that one? One fleeing scene, I believe. She kicked your cookie. Nobody hurts little Abner without suffering of their own. Now you. I don't like surprises, and certainly I don't like being manhandled, although it's preferable to being gutted by a vampire. So you do have my sympathies on that account, but it would appear as though you've got the answers that I seek. So let's see who you are. To be continued on the next episode of Wormwood. Created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers, Wormwood is an original podcast produced by Habit Forming Films, LLC, featuring the cast of Season 1 characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Parozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Mr. Brezier, Phineas Tibbert, and your announcer. Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley and Cedric Bloomington. Coralie Nickars as Emily Saunders and Deidre Frost. Scott Olenek as Jacob Kidder. Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan. Dave Johnston as Deputy Wayne Drexel. Zachary Fawkes as Brent Saunders and Charles Edison. Cheyenne Besides as Lamora Haskell and Katrina Edison. Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley. Chris Blaylock as Dr. Pete Menno, and Peter Dirksen as Jimmy Details and Jonesy. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Staff writers, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Alsbaugh, Tiffany K. Whitney, and Rick Beta. Executive producers, David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. Sound effects engineered by Chris Sahakian. Copyright 2007, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast and writers and individual episode credits, visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town.
for a werewolf. Yes, yes, yes. I, I remember in my college courses over at, uh, at Boston College, we were talking once about um, lycanthropy and werewolfism, and um, it was a rather interesting subject. Uh, anyway, what do you were going on? What you were saying? I, I can tell you from personal experience, Larry, that you really don't want to have dinner with a potential werewolf.